DeSantis cancels all COVID-19 fines issued by local governments. Amazon will reportedly no longer be selling books that frame transgenderism as mental disorders. The mayor of Portland seeks $2 million to bring back policing to help save young black lives. And Kevin McCarthy introduces a resolution to remove Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee because he might be compromised. We're getting to all this and more, but please drop this video a like, subscribe, and share. This is the only way this show can grow is if you just click all the buttons and just leave some comments and send this to your friends. It's the only way this show can grow. There might be random ads playing throughout this show. Please bear with me. Uh, let's get into this. So DeSantis cancels all COVID-19 fines issued by local governments. Florida's governor signed an executive order Wednesday canceling all fines related to the pandemic-related restrictions by local governments. Now, if you guys support this, please drop this video a like and follow. And also, do you think that DeSantis is the model governor that all governors should follow? Because I personally think that. So uh, he signed an executive order number 2125 cancels all fines imposed on all businesses and people between March 1st and Wednesday in light of unprecedented local government restrictions. The governor ordered was approved by the state board of elections. So this is what he said. I think those fines are out of control, and we want to make sure folks are protected. Most of those restrictions have not been effective. That's just the reality. The evidence is in and on that. We just want uh, to really go forward fresh, and we want to people to make decisions, but we don't want the heavy hand of government, he said. So the government previously issued an executive order on September suspending the collection of fines and penalties related to COVID-19 restrictions by local governments. Now, this is 100% the exact way that these governors need to act and these uh, and these these governments need to act. Because New York, for example, if you're a local business in New York, odds are you've probably been slapped with thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fines already for trying to reopen within their own COVID-19 protocols and restrictions. Uh, that th those are just what the odds are. My family business, for example, uh, tens of thousands of dollars worth of fines, I believe. And uh, it's a restaurant, and basically the health officials that issued the fines got their restaurant confused with another restaurant. They also claimed that my family's restaurant was just serving people drinks and not food, which if you want to go out to eat, you need to get a food and or a drink. Well, well, you need to get at least food, and then you can also get a drink. Um, but they said on the paper, on the fine, there was no evidence that people were actually eating while also drinking. Uh, I mean, if they asked, they could have got the receipts to avoid that, but no. It's just whatever they see and observe, whatever they want to give, whatever fines they want to give, they just slap on there, and then they do their little committee hearing, which they actually live stream, which I watched, and they literally got our restaurant confused with another saying that we had a pool, which we didn't have a pool. So we got a fine for people not wearing masks at the pool, which there is no pool, uh, as well as they said there's no evidence that people are also eating, which if they ask, they could have got the entire printout of every single receipt showing that people were required to eat. But, you know, they don't care about that. They'll just slap you with tens of thousands of dollars worth of fines, and they're just sitting there in this room because they're a bunch of failures that couldn't cut it by creating their own restaurants. So now they got to go out there and punish other restaurants while working for the city, probably making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year, and they're trying to punish the people who are living the dream that they wish they were and if you if you watch what these city officials are doing these state officials are doing local officials whatever they are if you're watching what they're doing and you're seeing them you, you literally say to yourself these people have a few screws loose in their head these people are some of the stupidest people in our society and guess what they're they're getting these unelected positions in government and they're going to have overarching control over everyday life completely unelected
But luckily, Florida has someone like DeSantis saying no to that. Uh, that's why it's very important that you have a good leader, because in New York, you got Cuomo. There's a, there's a, there's a whole other mess. That, that I, can, I can give you a whole podcast episode about the Cuomo mess. But anyway, guys, Amazon halts sales of books that threaten LGBTQ identities as mental illnesses, reports say. The company responds to Republican senators who ask why the e-coms giant removed a 2018 book. So Amazon will no longer be selling books that, that uh, frame transgenderism and other sexual identities as mental disorders. So that's right. Amazon will not be uh, allowing the selling of books that post medical facts. Uh, big tech censorship of the facts is not only on social media, but is also on the biggest marketplace of books. It should not be uh, Amazon's prerogative on on the contents of these books that are being sold. It's a, it's a marketplace for books, and people should be able to get whatever book that they want at the end of the day. You want to get a communist manifesto? Go ahead and buy it. You want to buy the Quran? Go ahead and buy it. You want to buy a Bible? Go ahead and buy it. There should be no restriction to to books because, one, it's not, it's not the fact that it, the books are always going to radicalize people. You might, like, I tried to personally read the Quran one time because, hey, you know what? If I'm going to criticize a religion of, you know, of Muslims and, and if I'm going to criticize a religion and what's going on, you know what? Let me be at least real, well read on what's going on uh, in the Quran. Let me read it for myself so at least I can be educated and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I can read something in there where, like, oh, you know what? That's good. Or maybe I can learn some type of understanding on on the religion uh that's you know but i'm not gonna go out there and say you know hey, i don't like this thing let me go ban it now so censorship comes in all different forms and sizes amazon on thursday told republican centers that it removed a 2018 book because of the e-com site will no longer sell literature Framing LGBTQ identities as mental illnesses, the Wall Street Journal reported. It came as a response to a letter asking why people couldn't turn to uh, Amazon, Kindle, and Audible to print ebooks or audiobooks of Ryan T. Anderson's When Harry Becomes Sally Responding to the Transgender Movement. The book explores the media depiction of gender identity as well as the public policy approach to the issue. We carefully consider the content we make available in our stores and we review our approach regularly, wrote Brian whatever. Uh, Amazon's vice president and public policy, we have chosen not to sell books that frame LGBTQ identities as a mental illness. In a letter to Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, Mike Lee of Utah, Brian Brennan of Utah, okay, whatever, uh, told conservative Americans that the views are not welcoming on its platforms, the journal reported, uh, am uh, said Amazon offers people a wide variety of content that includes dis dis des uh, desperate opinions. Uh, Anderson said Amazon is hampering the exchange of ideas. N uh, no good comes from shutting down a debate about important matters on which reasonable people of, uh, of good will disagree. The author wrote in a statement, Amazon is using its massive power to distort the marketplace of ideas, and it's deceiving its own customers in the process. And that's the thing. These big tech companies, literally worth trillions of dollars, are so intertwined and interconnected with our everyday life. We... When you want to order food, you can order it through Amazon. When you want to order any single product for cheap, you order it through Amazon. And now these big tech companies, they've gotten so big, they've been so intertwined in our life where it's almost impossible to stop using these big tech companies uh, and just big business in general. It's becoming harder and harder, especially 
hey, because they have this massive infrastructure, it's way more affordable than going local, which is just the reality of things. And they're making it so hard for us to disconnect from them. You know, Apple can do massive censorship. Google could do massive censorship. Well, now I, I have an Apple phone. What kind of phone am I going to get? Oh, am I going to get a Google phone? Oh, well, they're doing just as bad and their phones suck. Oh, am I going to get a, a Microsoft phone? Who the hell has a Microsoft phone? And plus, then you got Bill Gates you're supporting here. And, and you're stuck in this, in this in, like, okay, well, I guess I just can't have a phone now. <laughs> How am I going to communicate with people? I'll call them on a landline. Oh, that's old, owned by another big corporation. Well, when it comes to landlines, you could probably get a smaller company to, to do that. But now you're calling people. Now, now you're on freaking dial-up modems and shit, and, and you're, like, living like you're in the 1990s again. It's the only way to escape. Um, that's why, you know, uh, one day I'm going to get a big farm. I'll have some goats. Um, and I'll just live my secluded life when I retire. That's the goal. But not everybody has that luxury. Um, hoping one day I can get to that point. But not everyone has that luxury to do things like that. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Hopefully, there in the future lies. I mean, I feel like there's going to be another big revolution when it comes to the tech industry. It's been pretty long since there has been a big revolution. I feel like the revolution is starting right now where there's going to be more ethical people entering the market and hopefully they can take that market share and make replacements. But then big tech just makes it so much harder because they're literally worth trillions of dollars. You, you come up with anything new to compete with Amazon, they'll just shut your server down. Then they'll shut your, your, your app down. Um, you know, we, we've seen it happen before. Um, you want to make your own news network? Ah, you know what? The cable will probably shut you down. Because cancel culture, I feel like I feel like these big companies are just using cancel culture just to um, as as a reason to deplatform people. Oh, oh, we we want the outrage mob is going, so we'll have to fire Gina Carano because the outrage mob. But when the outrage mob, you know, I, the outrage mob didn't really come for Pedro Pascal. The outrage mob, um, I guess the opposition to the outrage mob was just calling out the hypocrisy um i think probably some people calling for the cancellation of pedro pascal as well but gina carano is more expendable you know she's more replaceable she at the end of the day she had kind of a small role but she was you know she became a fan favorite she was going to get a spinoff and who knows she could have became a super super mega star and you know what this cancellation probably did turn her into a super super mega star because now we're all talking about her mayor ted wheeler seeks $2 million to bring back uniform police team to address spike in shooting. So I believe the homicides might be up close to 50% in Portland. If, if uh, only somebody was able to uh, warn them about the large spikes in crimes that were coming uh, due to their their treatment of the police and due to this, these riotings and these lootings and these organizations that they're supporting, if only somebody could have warned them. Days after Portland recorded its 12th, 20th homicide, Mayor Ted uh, Wheeler said Thursday he seeks $2 million in a one-time funding to allow more proact proactive policing in city streets with greater civilian oversight to try to stem a growing wave of gun violence. I'm pretty sure that they probably have some strict gun laws, too. I mean, it looks like it really worked out for you. The mayor made an announcement alongside religious and community leaders who urged city officials to take immediate action to prevent more people from dying in shootings, particularly young black and brown people. This that the white cops are actually protecting black youth and 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 black and brown communities. Who who could have seen this coming? That 
calling all cops racist, the same cops that are literally protecting the young black and brown people who are being shot dead daily by other black and brown people. How, who could have seen any of this coming? The interfaith group called to bring back a dedicated uniform police patrol team that would act on criminal intelligence to try to intercept and seize guns, work to prevent shootings and uh, violence in the city. The group also would respond to shooting, uh, do follow-up investigations, and engage with people who are at risk of gun violence. <coughs> Sorry. The interfaith group also seeks five more detectives to investigate gun violence, more money for the recently formed six officers on call. Okay, whatever. <coughs> So I believe um, some city officials are still trying to cut the budget of police while the mayor is like, please, we need help. This city is burning to the ground when you have all those progressives still trying to cut the budget. Now, we've seen this coming. We said that this was going to happen. I literally said probably almost a year ago that this will result in more black and brown people actually, I didn't say black and brown. This will result in more black and minority people being killed because you don't have those the racist white cops to protect them. Now, granted, there are some bad apples out there. There are some bad cops out there, you know, and you need funding. You need proper training to get those people out. And you need funding. You need proper training. Uh, and, and you need not to demonize the entire department to get the good people to apply. Because guess what? There are probably many good people out there that would have became a cop that are not becoming cops now. And I bet you there are many bad people out there that are becoming cops now because they just don't care because they're on the bad end. They don't care about being the villain. So the overall health of the, of the police department as a whole is only getting worse due to the Democrats and due to the mainstream media and the perception and the cancel culture. They're making the problem worse because guess what? At the end of the day, you're going to need police to protect these minority communities because that's where the highest crime is you know, because of the economic differences. So they're making things worse. It's leading to more black deaths, not less, when they're defunding the police. So who are the true racists? The people defunding the police resulting in more black deaths or the people supporting the police trying to fund and, and reform the police to help result in less black deaths? Who, who are the true racists here? Who are the people making the right decisions? And obviously, it's Republicans and the conservatives in this instance that are making the right decisions, and it's the Democrats that are making the wrong decisions. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy tries to kick Democrat off of House Intelligence Committee. By Democrat, they mean Eric Swalwell. As you know, there's going to be a left-wing bias in this mainstream media uh, that's going to probably try to leave his name out as much as possible. So this is what Kevin McCarthy said. First off, I want you to comment below. Do you think Eric Swalwell is a national security risk? If you think so, please drop this video a like, uh, comment below, and subscribe for a new video every single day. So this is what he said, McCarthy. Pelosi just reappointed Eric Swalwell to the Intelligence Committee based on a briefing she and I received together. Swalwell shall, should not be on a panel in charge of guarding a, uh, our nationals, nation's secrets. Next week, I will offer a resolution to remove him from the intel community. Now, anybody who sleeps with Asian or uh, sleeps with spies from communist China, anyone who sleeps with them should not be allowed to be on the Intelligence Committee. Because guess what? One, they, they have been compromised before. They're probably, there's a possibility they might still be compromised, but then there's the great possibility of them being compromised again. 
He said on Friday they will issue a resolution to remove, uh, I'll say, Pelosi, okay, I'm just, they're just reading off what I just said. According to a 2020 story by Axis, the operative named uh, Christine Fang, or Fang Fang, made contact with several Bay Area politicians between 2011 and 2015 as part of an intel- intelligence operation run by China's civilian spy agency. She assisted with fundraising for Swalwell 2014 re-election campaign, helped place at least one intern in the office, and interacted with the congressman over multiple events. Now, here's the thing. China, they're very smart. And honestly, if you want to take over a country, you just control the politicians, you control the narrative, you control everything. And this 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 is the scary part about China. They're actively going out, and they're helping big government Democrats idiots get elected into office by funding them by i guess you know sleeping with them helping them out any way they can because guess what if you want to take over a country how are you going to do it controlling big government politicians or controlling small government politicians what helps you out they're going to control the big government politicians and when you have the mainstream media that's also shilling out for the democrats is it who is it better? Do you want to support the candidate that the mainstream media is going to hate and destroy that wants small government, or are you going to want the, to control and run and fund the politicians that support big government? And that also comes with the mainstream media support and backing. It's a no-brainer. You want to take over a country? You want to take over America? You go for the Democrats. You elect who you who is big government into office, who aligns with your policies of destruction and destroying and holding back the country that you see as your enemy. You do that. You get them in office. And then also now, because China has a lot of money, they're they're investing heavily into American companies. They're investing heavily into big tech into America now with you know their own tech companies to gather all this data to control a narrative, to um, eventually probably put in algorithms that will help divide us. Um, Obviously, they're they're gathering the data. They're doing a very good job infiltrating our country. And this is why. They're not going to go to war with America. They're not—I don't think they're going to try to destroy America, in my opinion. I think they're just going to try to take over America slowly over time through data, through um, politicians— I mean, look what they already did with with this um, thing that happened, this pandemic that happened. My personal opinion, take this as an opinion, not as fact, I think that they purposely misled the rest of the world into the truth about the, the situation. I think they purposely wanted people to get scared. Who were the people instituting lockdowns and destroying the U.S. economy? Democrats, the same exact, the same exact people they helped get elected. Interesting, huh? The, the China is playing a long game. They think in terms of dynasties. They, they, they also go back and they look through history, what worked, what didn't work. And I think that's why they're kind of so successful in their tyrannical fascist regime is because they believe they looked back at all the mistakes of fascism and everything that made it fail. And they're correcting those mistakes. Obviously, fascism and tyranny will always fail at the end of the day. But I think they learned enough from their past mistakes to make this last as long as possible. They're, they're, they're very closed borders. They're, I mean, they're doing exactly what we're seeing the Democrats and the mainstream media do times 100 to their own citizens. But eventually, one day, the information will get to those citizens. The information will get out. There will be a great awakening within China's own borders eventually. There might already be one starting. I mean, look at Hong Kong, for example. It happens. Things always end with freedom all the time. But 
places people like like china the, the the chinese communist party and people like the democrats party they want to just push people to see how long how far they can get them see how much power they can take up see how much uh, not physical land but see how much land they can gain they're trying that that's what they do but things always end with freedom because there's, there's always that cycle and if you look through probably most countries that most countries have had a revolution before against a, a, a more tyrannical government most of the, most of those revolutions happen against britain and a lot of european countries but it's sad to see i guess some of these less developed countries i mean america is an oddity because just the most entrepreneur people the the smartest people the people looking for opportunity the hardest working people from around the world came to america that's what makes america so great it's like it was just a melting pot of all when people when the big immigration boom happened it was just all people coming here to work and to be free so we we have a lot of people here that uh, could have probably made their own home countries way better but they, they would rather flee here and just not deal with that stuff and actually join a free country exactly how they want it obviously we've actually we've really got far away from that original free country that people came here uh, for originally now people are coming here for the welfare state there are still people coming here for freedom, but then that, that's really based on state by state. I mean, me, myself, I fled New York and I fled California. I was living there in both places. I fled them both for a more free state, uh, Nevada, way more free than the other places, even though there's a Democrat governor. But it's a swing state. I think it can flip around. But most people are just moving to either Texas or Florida or some other smaller states. Uh, people are fleeing communism within America to more free states. And people are freeing, fleeing other countries to come to America. A lot of people are coming here for the welfare state. Other people are coming here for the opportunities of the free markets. So, hey, that's my two cents. Let me know what you guys think. Please drop the video, like, subscribe, and kids time to be here a single day. Go listen to the full episode of this podcast, the Joey Saladino Show, on all podcast apps. Uh, go download the app, America Now News, in the App Store and on Google and Android. It's in the top ten on the news apps currently, right now, at the time I'm filming this. Thank you so much for watching. Peace out.